Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hi, happy mess. I'm Ziri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up? Happy Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday, if you're not, you should, because that's when new episodes come out. I'm Zuri Hall, and I'm your host. This is Hot Happy Mess. And today, I would love if we, you and I, could chat about the real P word, the most important P word, emphasis on P, periods, okay? I don't know that I've ever heard a conversation or listened to an episode of a podcast or even really watched a show where that is what is being talked about at length. I think there's been so much shame and taboo and stigma and just general weird around periods. And it's a little bit ridiculous considering like almost 50% of the population gets them and uh, roughly 12 times a year. Um, So I want to talk about periods today and you are going to love, love, love the conversation that I have with two amazing ladies coming up in just a few minutes here. Uh, We are talking about everything from our first periods. I am giving all of my personal tea in the conversation this time. So you'll get the experts goods. You'll also get all my business too much, probably more than you care to know, but mi casa, su casa, except life. So mi vida, su vida. I'm going to tell you all my business is basically what I'm trying to tell you. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Uh, But just to tee it off, my first period, gosh, I was 12, uh, probably going on 13. At the time, I felt like a late bloomer because I think all of my friends and the other kids in junior high, middle school, whatever you want to call it, they were getting it at like 11 and and like early 12s. And so I was waiting for mine to come and was like, when am I going to get it so I can talk about it in the bathroom, in the girls' bathroom with everybody else after field hockey practice? (laughs) What? What? 
what am I even, oh my God, what was my life? But anyways, um, and it wasn't coming. And so for a minute, I was kind of bummed because I just wanted to be in the know with all the girls. And then it came and I was like, actually, y'all can keep it. Like, I don't want any parts of this. I was ill-prepared. Me and my mom had certainly had general conversations about it. She let me know something was on the way. But no one prepared me for like the ins and outs of this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what it smells like. This is how you clean it up. This is what this is where you put it. This is all the things, the stuff that is um, kind of shrouded in shame that I really hope we can start to normalize, not just for ourselves, because we're still dealing with them. Right. But also for that next gen, for the next generation of um, of young girls who are wrapping their minds and their bodies around their peers. Uh, so like I said, today we have two amazing women joining me to discuss how we can accept our periods, shed some light on the power of our periods, um, and also how to navigate those conversations with our kids and um, a really fascinating, um, heartfelt plot twist that I wasn't expecting, but also the intersection of periods and altruism, activism, um, helping the people around us, particularly when it comes to homeless women dealing with this, this monthly occurrence that so many of us deal with. It, it was a really fascinating conversation. I loved everything they had to say. So without further ado, get ready for some TMI on my part and some gems dropped on theirs. It's time to talk about the real P word with Janelle and Shanisha. Here they are. This is the episode that I needed to hear forever ago, but we're bringing it to you. Thank us later. I have lovely ladies, Janelle and Shanisha, joining me to talk about all things period. Uh, we have Janelle King, who is a registered nurse with a master's degree in public health. Her clinical background includes HIV outreach, adolescent and teen medicine. And during her nursing career, she has spent many years educating young adults about reproductive and sexual health. Janelle is also an accomplished writer and has crafted content for numerous healthcare brands. So welcome, Janelle. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And we also have Shanisha Boswell. She is the founder of Black Moms Blog, which is a global platform that discusses parenting, culture, and lifestyle from a Black mom's point of view. She's also the author of the bestseller, Oh Sis, You're Pregnant, The Ultimate Guide to Black Pregnancy and Motherhood. I love that title. And her entrepreneurship is rooted in helping Black women heal through her self-care retreats, books, and articles focused on motherhood and womanhood. So Shanisha, welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to talk with you ladies because this is a conversation that I never have. This is a conversation, to be quite frank, that a lot of uh, my friends and I don't really talk about. And we are very much like a, we'll put anything on the plate or on the table. But for some reason, periods very rarely come up in conversation. So I'm excited for us to just kind of dive into it, remove some of the stigma and get into the nitty gritty. Um, Shanisha, you actually host an annual period drive um, and you focus on educating women on their periods and how it's a part of femininity and something that should be embraced, right? 
Yeah, so every February we have an event called the Period Party and the Menstrual Drive. The Period Party is an educational celebration around your menstrual cycle, and it's actually for young girls and grown women alike. So it's an all-day conference. Pre-COVID, we were definitely like meeting up out in these streets, but right now we're virtual, which has been, you know, its own Mm -hmm. struggle. But here we are. But the good thing about it was that it allowed more people to show up than it ever has before. And so we discussed things about for the young girls, like their bodies and what are the changes that are happening and, you know, how do I take care of myself? How do I clean myself? Right. And then for the older women, we talk about their regularities when it comes to menstrual cycles and if they're trying to get pregnant or their sexual health overall. In conjunction Mm. with that, we do the menstrual drive where we collect tampons, pads, and menstrual cups for um, women's homeless shelters or domestic violence shelters. And this past February, we collected over 3,000 items and we distributed them in Georgia, Texas, California, Denver, and Florida. Um, And we've been doing that now for, this will be our fourth year this February. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Congratulations. That's so dope. And so important too. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, Janelle, you focus on educating women from the medical standpoint of what's normal for a period versus when it's time to seek help, which I love because I feel like so often we're just like in silence on Google and WebMD trying to figure out if we need to go see a doctor. (laughs) Um, So to normalize those conversations is so crucial. And you also focus on sexual health and understanding the changes that, that our bodies go through, right? Definitely, definitely. So I use my platform and it's birthed out of my experience. Like I worked in clinics with young women who really didn't know a lot about their body, um, the expected changes with their body. They didn't really know about their periods. They didn't know about sexual health. They didn't realize when they had an STI. They didn't realize that, you know, bleeding for months on months on months was not a normal thing. So I've just used my platforms to kind of normalize those conversations, kind of let people know, hey, this is what's normal. If, you know, you're experiencing these symptoms, definitely seek um, additional help. So yeah, I I love um, educating. I love the people in my DMs asking me questions. I just had somebody uh, send me a question recently just about lubes, like what kind of lube should I use, you know? So these conversations are definitely happening and I'm I'm glad they're in, in like an open forum so that we can talk about them finally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, now I have to ask you, what's your lube recommendation? <laughs> I just, so I, oh I love God. the one. <laughs> uh, so I love the one by Honeypot. They have. Is Alice uh, Faith? Yeah, Alice Faith. And then they have um, Honeypot has one that's really good. It's like um, designed for vaginal pH, so not to throw anything off. So that one is always my top recommendation. They were out of it for a while, so I hopefully they have it back in, in stock. That's like my definite go-to. Okay. I have a funny story about about the lube. Okay, give it give it to us, Shanisha. What, what's the lube story? I I had a partner. We had one of those neuro pools, and you're you know you used the seaweed gel to put in the pool. You know what a neuro pool is, right? Wait, no, I would be fronting if I said no. I know. It's like a big latex pool, and you. No, I've okay. never heard of that. So Please, neuro, a neuro pool. <laughs> it's a big late. It's a big latex pool that you pour seaweed jelly in, and you like rub around on each other. <laughs> Right. And oh. so we bought the pool. We put the seaweed huh. jelly in there that you're supposed to purchase to use. And of course, your whole body's covered in it. And so we did things yeah. that adults do. And it caused a very irritating <laughs> sensation below. And I'm like, if someone came out with like a loop safe gel for the neuro, they would make a ton of money because it's a lot of fun. But the burn okay. burns. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, wait, let me start workshopping that idea so I can make right, my millions real quick. Right. Start, start figuring out how to fill the void in the lube market. 
<laughs> Let exactly. me Google that real quick. <laughs> okay, right. got it. <laughs> right? Let me Google Neuropool because I'm. That sounds fascinating and like a extra hobby. I might need to get Thank into. You later. Okay. Yeah. Thank you later. <laughs> I will. Um, okay. Well, let, let's bench the loop talk for now, so we can get into uh, the, the period talk. Okay. Let's dive all the way in. No pun intended. I want to start off with the very beginning. I want each of you to share your first encounter ever with your period. Uh, were you prepared for it? Was it confusing? How did it go down? Shanisha, let's kick it off with you. I started my period when I was 12 years old and I was playing Grand Theft Auto with my stepbrother. And I can't, I don't have like any strong memories of having the period conversation with my mother, but it must've been there because I remember getting up and just going to be like, Hey mom, I started my period. I called her mom I'm from the South. Right. So I was like, Hey mom, she hated mm. that. Um, mm-hmm. I started my period and she hands me a pad and that was, that was that. And so a few months later and I was 12, so it might've been like another year because I was in high school by the time this happened. A friend of mine gave me one uh-huh. of those little OB tampons, you know, the ones like they came out and they didn't have an applicator. So you just had to like use your finger and push yeah. it up there. And my friend's like, you got to try this. Yeah. Just, you know, as an adult, I still don't use those. So I don't understand how they ever work without making a mess, but I digress. <laughs> so my friend gave me one and I went in the bathroom because I wanted to get this thing up there. Right. And I'm feeling around and I mean, it's just. It looks like someone's been stabbed. It's awful. And I had to call my aunt to come pick me up from school. And um, that's my period story. Like, that's what I remember Uh, when I think about my menstrual cycle as an adolescent. It's not pretty. Oh, my goodness. I can only imagine, especially because that's the time, that's the age when we're just trying to, like, make sense of it all, fit in, not raise too many flags or stand out for the wrong reasons. And then periods are like, LOL, you thought you were cute today, but this is what we're actually doing. I'm going to realize. This is what we're going to do today. Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Janelle, what do you remember about your first experience with your period? Was it good, bad? Were you ready or was it completely out of the blue? Out of the blue. Although, yeah, so I had the conversation with my mom. I know that she explained it, but I was totally unprepared. I was in the eighth grade. It was like the end of the school year. I just remember having really strong cramps. I'm like, what is going on? So I go to the bathroom. I recognize that, you know, I'd started my period at school. I didn't have any pads. I didn't have any tampons. There's no machine. So I, I did what most people do. I took some toilet paper, wrapped it up in that little ball and stuck it in, in my underwear to, to hold me over yeah. until I got home. And so, you know, I was We've definitely there, yeah. not, yeah, definitely not prepared. And I, and like Shanisha, I didn't tell my mom for a couple of months. Like she had no idea that I had started my period. So it was a couple of months until she, she recognized that, oh, wait, what's going on here? Okay, hold up. So we got to dig into that because that is surprising to me. Like I can't hold water, period, honestly, <laughs> but like particularly around my mom, but also because she used to like break into my diary and just be in my first without my consent, but I love you, mom. Um, why did you hide? Maybe you didn't hide it, but why did you tell your mom for so long that you got your period? I guess I was super embarrassed. And, you know, I have an older sister. I have older cousins. So it's not like I w- it was new to me, but I was just super embarrassed about it. And, you know, she didn't really discover it until like her stuff came up missing. She's like, what, what's going on with all my, I know that I'm not using all my pads and tampons. So where are all these things going? And so she had asked me about it and I was like, yeah, I started my period. She's like, well, why didn't you tell me, you know, classic teen answer. I was like, I I don't, I don't know, mom. I just, I just didn't. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like 
with my own daughter, make sure these conversations are happening often and early so that, you know, we don't run into the same situation again. Okay. No, that's so good. Like having those conversations early. You're so right. Because it was similar for me. Like the only reason my mom knew is because I was just like, oh God, it's happening. Is it help? Like, you know, otherwise I, I can't say that I would have sat her down and been like, this is happening in my life. Um, I just needed help because it was going down and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um I want to talk about um, some of the taboo and the stigma around periods uh, because I completely understand where you're coming from with that, Janelle. You know, so many of us have been taught to or grown up with the idea that we should be ashamed of our bodies or, you know, embarrassed of our periods or it's not a thing to talk about. I remember years ago, I was probably in my early 20s. And I was, I won't get into specifics, but I was um, at a, an, an adult male uh, friend slash colleague at the time's house. And there were a bunch of women my age. We were all talking and, you know, we were hanging in the house a lot. And he was a married older guy, probably middle age. And he overheard us all talking, just girl talk. And I guess we were talking about periods or something. And he goes, Mm-mm, my wife, I let her know. Like, I don't want to see that stuff. I don't want to see any tampon wrappers. I don't want to see mm. this or that. You better keep that away from here. Keep that away from me. But there was such um, disgust mm. around. He wasn't talking about like, you know, the nitty gritty nasty of it, like bloody pads and stuff like that. Like that I get. Who wants? I don't want to see that. I'm just laying around. Mm. But just the concept of a period, he, ha- he exuded kind of disgust around and it kind of made me be like, well, good God, do I need to, you know, kind of tuck away anything having to do with my period for the rest of my life? Um, and so I think of him bizarrely enough every time I'm like trying to hide all my tampons and pads and all the things. Um, so that's his mark on my life, which is very bizarre. I'm sure he'd be highly disturbed to know that I think of him every time I have a period. Um, but what are your thoughts on that when it comes <laughs> to the stigma and the taboo around menstrual cycles? Why why do we as a society have it? Where do you think that comes from? So I th- I personally think it's just, it's, it's related. And for me personally, my experience, it's just related to like cleanliness. So, you know, um, I come from a West Indian family and a lot of stuff is tied to cleanliness, making sure that you're clean and pure. And so I think as a society, you know, we are averse to thinking of women outside of anything that's, you know, dirty essentially. So, um, a lot of our messaging comes from that. Like even on the tampon or the pad commercials, like they don't use red colored food coloring. They use blue, right? Because nobody wants to see red food coloring on a pad, Mm. even though that's what happens. So a lot of the messaging that Mm. we get is that, you know, this is dirty. This is something that should be tucked away, something we shouldn't talk about in public. Yeah. So, I mean, those are, that's my personal belief and thoughts. Yeah. I literally never thought about the fact that they use blue instead of red. Blue. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I didn't think about it either until this moment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah. 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 I think with the husband, though, it's like it's, it's it's blood and it's kind of related to what Janelle said about cleanliness. It's kind of like we're taught that things that happen around our menstrual cycle stays a secret um, or stays private, rather. And maybe we've confused private mm. with secret and made it taboo. Um, And I said this earlier Mm -hmm. about it's interesting when it comes to men, because I think it really depends on the type of man. And here in Atlanta, I've Mm -hmm. always been drawn to the more spiritual, you know, 
they read the moon and the stars kind of men. Mm. And so they've actually known more about my <laughs> menstrual cycle than I have because they're like, you know, let's make sure you're synced up with the moon. And this means that your chakras are balanced and, what? you know, all these different, all these different mm-hmm. things. And, um, I've had men that literally I've, I've been dating them and, and he knew when I would be late for my cycle. Like, hey, your period's supposed to be on, right? Why is it on? Wow. This also means that you're not pregnant. So these are things that they keep up with. So I will say when it comes to relationships, I've never really dated a man that's just been like super turned off. I had a Jamaican boyfriend and he wasn't, he wasn't a play in the blood. But I mean, for the most <laughs> part, like it's actually been like a really comforting time. It massages cramps when you have sex on your period. And so uh, my yeah. partners and I have explored many different things with it. So. Yeah. I mean, look, I, we got to that part of the conversation a little sooner than I was expecting to, but I'm here for it. So I, wait. I love that you brought up um, sex on your periods. And like, obviously there's yeah. there was one guy in, in your experience who wasn't so into it, but you're right. Like when you think about orgasm and, and the dopamine hits and just the spike and feel mm-hmm. good endorphins and That's hormones, right. like that is exactly what we need on our periods. And don't get me started on the fact that now I'm going into TMI. It's just very we're talking connected. about lube. <laughs> lube. It's yes. sticky though. It's not the same. It helps with the cramps. It really does help with the cramps. It does. Like, yes. Sex it does. on your period eases your cramps. And it, yeah. like you said, with all the hormones and the dopamines and all the feelings happening, it mm-hmm. takes those tears away, right? And yeah. I think that it draws you in closer to your partner. We know we won't even go there, but you know this the the myths around the blood. So <laughs> wait, no, I'm gonna make you go there, Shadisha. Come okay. on, you're not okay. I'm from the Tell south. Me, what are the myths? But you cook, you cook spaghetti for me. Put a little blood in there. He'll never leave you. So I'm what? not saying do that. I'm not saying I've ever done that. You've never heard that, you know? You've never uh, no. heard that ever. No. Are oh, you serious? Let me, serious? Let me, no, let don't me do it. Don't right. This quick. is not. Take I just want to say up. this. I, Shanisha Boswell, I'm not recommending anyone <laughs> put blood in their partner's spaghetti. But you know, there's an old myth in that. You know, it's like you yeah. want to keep men put a little blood in there, and so it's it is. It's a life. It's a life force. So when you are getting down on your period, it is connecting. It's like it's you know, correct. y'all are sharing. I mean, it's pretty pretty interesting yeah it's intimate you don't do that on the first time you do that after a while yeah 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 yeah. absolutely okay note to self spaghetti's on the menu next week no no (laughs) are you all about the nba action you gotta try pick six the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the nba Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos.
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. I want to talk a little bit about some of the differences between like what is quote unquote normal, if there even is such a thing, right? Versus when you should be concerned. Because I also think that's where a lot of the shame comes in. It's like we're over here on Google and WebMD by ourselves trying to figure out, oh my God, is this normal? Is it not? I don't want to bring it up just in case I'm not normal and my friends are side-eyeing me or my partner side-eyeing me. Um, So we can kick this one off with you, Janelle, because you do focus so much on helping women understand what is normal and what is to be concerned about when it comes to right. their bodies. Break it down for us. When it comes to the period in general, what are the basics of you're good to go? And when should we maybe phone a friend? <laughs> so the basics, uh, although like you'll read stuff where your period should come every 28 days, that's not realistic. Most women don't have a period every 28 days. So if you're in the range of anywhere between 21 and 45 days in terms of having a menstrual cycle, that's considered normal. Bleeding, um, anything up to a week is considered normal as well. Some clots are normal, but you know, if your clots are greater than the size of a quarter, that phone a friend, please, please phone a friend on that. Um, if you are, you know, have cramps that are like debilita- debilitating, you can't get out of bed, you know, you're vomiting, anything like that, please phone a friend. Um, if you have had had cycles, normal cycles forever, and then all of a sudden you recognize that your periods are like sporadic, they're not coming on time, um, that would be definitely cause for concern. So there's certain things that you should definitely look out for. I, um, I'm a big advocate for learning learning your body and learning your cycle so you can recognize when something is is wrong. Mm. Are there certain apps, platforms, journals, or trackers uh, that you recommend we use? I used Flow, the Flow app, mm-hmm. for a little while, but I'm just really bad about being consistent with anything, as my listeners know here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm very open about that. But is there anything that you recommend we use to kind of get consistent and help understand our our flows a little bit better? Yeah, I I mean I'm a, I'm an app person, so I use like my period. There's like a Hello Clue. I think there's the flow one. I mean, if you are more old school and want to kind of jot it down on paper, they have, you can buy like paper trackers and stuff. I just, I think it's important to know kind of like when, you know, like how often do you get a period? Pay attention. So, you know, if you want to do it old school and just jot it down in a calendar, like, mm-hmm. oh, I started on this day, it lasted till this day. So, you know, kind of when you go to a doctor's office and they ask you, like, when was your last period? You can a- answer that question. It's it's definitely an indicator of health for, mm-hmm. for women. So it's important to kind of keep track of that so that you know, and you can kind of get, seek the help and get the proper help that you need when you, you know, you're having issues. Absolutely. Shanisha, are there any apps, platforms, tools that you recommend to add on to that? 
So I actually use flow. I am of the um, group of women who have an abnormal period. My period's all over the place, mm-hmm. right? It, it normally falls. And I'm happy that Janelle pointed out about the average time span being between 21 and 45 days, because I can have a few months in a row where, where my period's consistent. It's coming on on the 22nd or 23rd every month. And then I can have a time where it's on on the 15th and then it's not on to the 25th. And then for the last few years, I've missed my period almost every November. I don't have a cycle at all. So I have one mm-hmm. in October and then I have one in December. And so I went in for my pap every year and I'm talking to my GYN and I'm asking her, I'm like, is this normal? I'm like around this time of the year, every year I miss my period. And this has been going on forever. And I mean, literally for like the last nine or 10 years, it's like clockwork. And so she told Mm -hmm. me, she was like, it's completely normal as long as it's happening normally. Like, and it seems to have been doing that and you're in good health. Everything's coming back fine. Um, So it did a lot for me. So with flow, I I am a tracker, right? I track my period every time I know Mm -hmm. when it's coming. I know when I'm ovulating. I used to even go as far as to put in when I was having sex because flow allows you to Mm -hmm. put like a little heart with love days so that if you think you're pregnant or you're Mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant, you know what's happening. But it helped me because my period is normally about five days when I'm in really great health. It could be four days, but with flow, that was one thing that was messing up my cycle tracker was because I would mm. start it on the day that it started. And then on the day that I was not really bleeding, I was like, okay, it's over. But I started letting it run for the full seven days that they recommend. And that kind of helped me to see how my period mm. was because as we know, it starts off light pink, it ends a light brown, light pink kind of thing. But you're still mm-hmm. on your period from the time you start bleeding to the time you end bleeding. And a lot of us kind of stop counting yeah. around that fifth day, but it's still happening those two extra days. So if you're, if you're not counting those two days, you're completely missing your window of opportunity to try to figure out when your period is actually coming on. And you could see something as abnormal. Your body yeah. actually is regulated. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are really good points for me. The, the biggest, uh, perk of tracking in the, in the, the months when I am doing well at staying on top of it is it helps me, uh, keep in context, uh, my PMS. So for me, and I want to talk about PMS because for the longest, for many years, I didn't deal with it. I didn't really have a lot of symptoms. My period was always very light for many years. Um, it's only in, in more recent years that it's gotten a little heavier. And it's only in the last few years that I have started to deal with the PMS Same. that I used to only hear about. Right. Same. It was like my friends yep. would be like, Oh, I'm cramping. I'm yes. being a bitch. I don't yes. want to move. I'm depressed. And I'm like, Oh, well, I'm about to go to Cedar Point and ride the roller coasters. <laughs> I'm like, like that was me on my period. It was, it just came and it went and I was, the obnoxiously like happy person. Not anymore. I have gotten to the point where I have to stay on it because my PMS will tell me lies about my existence, about what I want for myself. I'm breaking up with everybody, my mama, my daddy, (laughs) my man, my dog. Like I just, and the issue is I, I am operating or I was operating as if it was true as if this was just yeah. like normal Zuri. And I realized, oh no, things have changed for me. My hormones are getting are wacky surging. in the week mm-hmm. leading up. I'm, I deal with apathy. I get super apathetic mm-hmm. um, when I am nearing into my period. And so when I track it, it helps me realize, okay, whatever emotions I'm feeling, whatever thoughts I think are yeah. true may not necessarily be true. So let's dial it back. Let's remember the period is probably coming. And on the other side of this, you're going to go back to normal. You'll recalibrate. 
I would love if you two could speak to that too. Janelle, we can kick it off with you. Yeah. Why is it important? Why do you recommend tracking a period and, and how can that help us? Everything that you said, definitely true. And I, I've noticed that for, even for myself, getting older, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I on edge about everything? <laughs> so I feel, first of all, PMS is real. Um, so there's like physical symptoms, yes. so, you know, the the bloating, the breast tenderness, um, the cramps leading up to that. And then there's like mental uh, symptoms as well. So you can have the apathy. I get really lethargic. I mean, I'm, I'm tired all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel down and blue. So I think it's important to, like you said, like recognize what your symptoms are and try to um, take steps to kind of combat that. So like, you know, for me, it's like adding more calcium to my diet to help with, you know, my, my lethargy. So using more magnesium helps with mm-hmm. bloating and breast tenderness, um, knowing that I'm not going to make this decision today because I am in the worst of moods and it's, I'm going to just make a rash decision. So, and allowing, giving myself that right. room to just, just be like, I'm not going to make any decisions. I'm, it's okay. I can let it go. I'm going to rest. And I think as I've gotten older, I've become better at that. Like, I'm like, I'm just not going to make any decisions. I'm not going to do any of my regular routine, give myself that grace. So I think it's important to kind of recognize what your symptoms are and give yourself that room to just be for that, that, that week, two weeks, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Real, that's spot on. And I, I 100% agree, obviously, with that. Shanisha, what would you add as far as why it's important to track um, and sort of keep in check what's going on with our bodies? I want to co-sign on both of you because I was that obnoxious, happy period person in the commercial. Yeah. I never had any symptoms <laughs> with my menstrual. It was light. It was amazing. I was like, wow, this is great. And then it was like when I hit like 30, it all stopped. Yes. Me. It all quit. And I found myself just extremely emotional, but we, we talked about this earlier about really knowing our bodies. And a lot of times, and it's not even a lot of times, it's all the time. When you get in sync with what happens with your body and you're able to read your emotions and your feelings, you're able to know when you're ovulating, you're able to know when your period's about to come on. Right. And so we talked about this, that time mm-hmm. of the month when you're like really hot and heavy and you just want to jump the bones of your partner and your, your temperature's high mm-hmm. and you're just, all you're thinking about all day long is sex. Like, I'm ovulating right now, right? And like two days ago, I'm, I'm laying on my couch <laughs> watching TV. And I mean, I can't stop thinking about this wonderful encounter I had a few years ago. I mean, it's like playing in my head. I'm remembering things that I thought I forgot about it. A few years ago, Janisha. I thought she was about to talk about something from like last weekend. She took it back to the 99. You, you know, this was one very special night. Definitely want to remember. And I mean, I'm like remembering details. I remember how he smelled. I mean, it's just like point. And I'm like, what is happening? And I opened up my flow app and I was like, oh my God, you're ovulating. Of course you're thinking. And it put things in perspective because I'm like, two weeks ago, I wanted to shoot every man that I saw. And guess what? I was actually bloated and about to start my period. Yeah. And so it's so funny when you when you learn your body, you realize as a woman you are crazy. And you really only have one week of normalcy because if you catch me on Tuesday at the beginning of the month, I want to hug you. And by the end of the month, I'm ready to cut your head off. And all I can blame is my period. And I feel like I have a disability. Ooh, honestly, (laughs) it has never been more clear to me. Every woman listening, we don't, y'all don't need to listen. Give it to your man. Our men need to, anybody who is in a hetero relationship, heterosexual at least relationship, needs to send it to that heterosexual man Mm -hmm. who just runs for cover. Um, 
if you if you got your lady, then you good. Y'all can just beat the y'all can get through it together. Uh, right. Because I feel like there are so many straight men who are just like, oh my Confused. god, I don't deserve what this. I gotta on? recover. Yes. Right. Yes. Literally. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty bad. Wow, and I mean what great. it's it's almost like you can only make the decision one one week out of the month. That one normal week. Yeah. It's just one. In the whole yeah. 30 days, there's one week where you can make logical choices. I love hearing that because honestly, I feel better. Like this is the most I've ever talked about a period with anyone. <laughs> and I've never felt more normal than hearing yeah. other people say, I got about one good week in me per month where I am operating optimally without my hormones doing crazy things to me. Yeah. It's, it's so my husband looks at me like, what is your deal? But this is why we should teach men about our period because- yeah. yeah, like even in, in talking to the, the ex partner that I had that was like super in tune with my body. So when I would call him and raise hell, he'd be like, "Oh, you're you're about to start your period." Like I can't tell you how many times he said that to mm-hmm. me, and it wasn't offensive because he would sometimes remind me, and I'm like, "Dang, mm-hmm. you're right. I am I am about to start my period." And so it, you know, yeah, it, it's a good thing that men should know more about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it certainly helps our partners have more compassion for yeah. us in those moments. I remember when I first started dating my guy like two years ago, two and a half years ago, and um, I was on my period. I was PMSing. I was, we were apart. I was working a long distance somewhere and I was just like, oh my God, I just feel terrible. I've got these cramps and whatever. And he asked me, well, wh- is there something I can do? Like mm-hmm. when you're on your period, when it's leading up, like are there certain things that I can do or remember to help make that week easier for you or help you get along, get on better or just get out of your way. And I was like, oh my God, is he the one? Like no <laughs> no man has ever asked me about my period in a way where he was trying to help facilitate or make that week more manageable for me. So it really stood out. So yeah. I love hearing you say that, Shanisha, about the the partner that you'd had who was so on top of it that yeah. it was like, oh, your period's probably starting. And it was um, an acknowledgement for context instead of an insult. Because what I mm-hmm. hate is when mm-hmm. a partner is like, "Are you? Are you on your period? Like, don't, don't do <laughs> no. That. I probably no. am on my period, but that's the wrong time to ask." <laughs> Shanisha, you created the period party and the uh, accompanying menstrual drive. We talked about it a little bit at the start of our conversation, but I'd love for you to just break down a little bit more. What is a period? party? How do we celebrate? And what impact did you see that have on your community? So I have a daughter. She's eight years old. I started the period party back when she was six and my daughter and I are super close. (laughs) And so she's in the bathroom and she sees me on my period. She's like, what is that? And it was like that dun 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 moment in parenthood. You're like, you tell the truth, Mm -hmm. you, you know, make up a lie or that came out very blunt, but that's what it would have been, would have been a lie. (laughs) And so I was like, it's a period. And so we ended up having this long conversation about what a period was. And it in turn opened up the conversation on the blog. When I, you know, was like super active in Black Moms blog, everything that I talked about would be things that I was actively going through during my parenting journey. And I started having conversations with women and hearing a lot of stories, like even what Janelle said, women saying that they didn't tell their parents, they didn't talk to their mom about this and they did it on their own for a few months and how terrifying that must have been in, in some regard or shameful. Um, and I wanted to create a celebration around menstrual cycles. And a part of that celebration being for younger, younger girls was just learning that, hey, this mm-hmm. is normal. Almost every other girl you know is going to go through this. And this is how you combat it, right? These are things like 
I wish someone would have told me in seventh grade to put down the Mountain Dew and the honey bun every day at, at you know, break <laughs> because I had a small mountain, you know, structure on my forehead from yeah. outbreaks. I didn't realize that this was hormones. And so all of this is just really a way for... Right. For me, it was the hot Cheetos and the chocolate chip. Cookies. You know, no one ever said, hey, Shanisha, maybe you shouldn't eat that because this is going to cause a major outbreak because you're on your period and you're going through puberty. And so that was really what led to the period party was just like, I really wanted not just young girls, but even grown women. I realized there's still so much stigma around our bodies, right? And to learn to accept this beautiful part of you, this, this gift in a way that brings life that um, it just does so many wonderful things. It's your life force. It's your life source. So I wanted mm. to create a way to really celebrate that. And so we all wear red. I have a wonderful panel. Janelle has been yeah. on the panel twice. And the panel ranges from medical to holistic to um, self-love and self-worth because it's all wrapped into you becoming a woman, right? Even at 12, mm. 11, and girls are getting their period early now because yeah. of the food that we eat. Yeah. But understanding that this is a beautiful blossoming period um, in their lives. And so that that's really where it came from. And then with the menstrual drive, we have a lot of homeless people in Atlanta and not saying I don't feel sympathy when I see a homeless man, but when I see a homeless woman, I'm like, that's someone's mother, daughter, sister. You know, this mm-hmm. woman also has a menstrual period. And mm-hmm. I've been in the bathroom before and I've seen a woman putting plastic bags in her underwear, right? Mm-hmm. And the smell and all mm-hmm. these things. And so you think about a, a homeless woman yeah. having to choose between food for the day or entry into a shelter or if she's going to buy these $7 box of pads. And homeless women are using T-shirts, mm-hmm. socks, plastic bags, trash bags, paper bags, anything they can to combat their period. And now on top of being homeless, you're also dealing with this thing that you can't even imagine the mental ramifications that has on a human um, to have to experience that. And so that's where the menstrual drive really stemmed from. Um, Mm. And it's crazy because when I've donated in the past, I've went to shelters and they're like, no one ever thinks to bring this in and we're able to donate thousands of pads and tampons and menstrual cups every year. So oh, that's awesome. That one is very near and dear to my heart with my platform. So wait, if, if people want to, um, if people want to support or find out more about the drive or how mm-hmm. they can, you know, support in their local communities, what do you recommend they do? So what I always tell people with my personal platform, we host the drive every February. I only do donations in that time frame because I posted pictures. My entire apartment is filled mm-hmm. with tampons and pads and it's crazy. Like I get mm-hmm. all of these donations. Um, and so I only take them during that month. They actually send them in either through Amazon or they drop them off at one of our local um, partners that sponsor the, the drive and set up location boxes. But I always tell women, I'm like, you know, when you go to the store and you buy your box of pads, just pick up two or three more and drop them off at your local shelter in your area. And then for women that are pregnant, we normally find out we're pregnant around six to eight weeks, right? You probably have mm-hmm. tampons and pads at home. You're not going to be using them again for at least another year. Most likely take them to a donation center and That's just give them point. to someone there. So everyone's always like, how can I send them to you? And I'm like, well, I'm only accepting them during this time, but you can donate where you're from mm-hmm. in your town and you can be helping yeah. someone. So 
That's really great. I, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's not something that we often think about. And mm-hmm. even as much as I care about um, helping the people around me, volunteering, I do plenty of volunteering, working at homeless shelters and um, inner city youth. But you don't think about that that one very consistent component right. when it comes particularly to homeless yeah. women. Um, you're out on the street, but you're not thinking, oh, that woman's having a period every month. She's having but a period. God, on top even of with the homeless. resources that come with privilege mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. It, it's such a privileged place for us to be able to even not worry about tampons pads whatever it is we have to do to take care of it and it's still a nuisance and it's still something mm-hmm. that has to be thought about and strategized around i can't begin to imagine um being out on the street not having a home not having comfort and then on top of that this thing that comes every single month that requires money mm-hmm. that requires resources to, yeah. to manage. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that up along with ways that, that we can help in our, our local communities. Uh, we discussed uh, very briefly the, the idea of like kind of talking about the period with our mm-hmm. children, um, how we talked about it or didn't with our parents, with our mothers. Um, for those who are wanting to have an open dialogue with their children about periods and not just the boys, but the, or not just the girls, but the boys too. Like everybody needs to understand what's going on. Um, how, how do you two suggest we go about it? I I mean, I think it's important to just be open and honest. Like kids are curious by nature. Um, my daughter, she started asking questions, you know, she, when she was a toddler, like they, they ask a million questions. So I think it's important to just be honest. Um, when they're younger, I think it's actually, easier because the, you know, your responses don't have to go into as much detail. It's like you're providing them with like the basic information. Um, so I think it's important to cons- cons- consistently have these conversations. It shouldn't just be a one-time thing and you answer as best as you can. Sometimes, you know, she catches me off guard and I'm like, well, we can't really have this conversation here, but I'll, you know, get back to it. Like, Hey, remember that time that you asked me about this? And so, you know, I, I use very simple words, simple mm-hmm. terminologies. You know, I have different books to just have the conversation. I want her to feel safe and not like something she should be ashamed of. Um, so we consistently have these conversations. It, it may, it, it can feel awkward if you've never done it before, but I think your kids are, you know, they, they want to know and they're looking to you and they're going to take your word for it. So, and if you don't feel that you can have that conversation, you know, you use the resources, somebody in your family, one of your sisters, one, you know, doctors, somebody will have that conversation with them. So be open, be honest, use age appropriate in, um, terminologies and, and just consistently have these conversations. That's the only way to kind of normalize periods and let them know yeah. that this is nothing they should be ashamed of or anything taboo so they can continually ask these questions and get the right information. Because if they're not asking you, they're getting it from somewhere and we want them to have the, the correct mm-hmm. information so they know when they understand their body. Exactly. Shanisha, what would you add to that? And also, do you think it's important to introduce boys uh, to the notion of periods? And if so, why? Absolutely. So I 100% piggyback with everything that Janelle said. Um, I wrote an article last year for the New York Times called How to Talk to Your Children About Anything. And a big part of that was, as adults, we completely overthink life, Mm -hmm. right? We're thinking from our adult brain. And with children, they're thinking from their child brain. And a lot of times we're trying to figure out, how do I talk to my child about this particular thing? And you just leave it open-ended. They'll ask the questions. And sometimes you go in with open-ended questions. And you also learn with your children. So if they ask you something that you don't know, you just Google it. We have YouTube now. Mm -hmm. You can literally find anything on YouTube. My daughter recently, we had a conversation about how babies were born and I showed her a video of a woman having a vaginal birth. 
And by the time we finished talking about it, she was mm. like, I'm good. Thank you very much. And that was the end of it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. also yeah. when it comes to our menstrual yeah. cycle, it's not really just a, it's, yeah, it's not just a one-time conversation. It's something that you continuously have. And as they get older, it also matures with them. So like yeah. I said, my daughter's eight years old. She started puberty probably last year. I saw it initially with the change in her attitude, right? And I said, oh, we're getting ready to embark on puberty because what most people don't realize is that children start puberty, puberty before they have their period. Breast development mm-hmm. is actually one of the first signs of puberty in, in mm-hmm. young girls. So period is normally like your menstrual cycle is like your third or fourth step. So the period, the puberty is already happening. And so as you start to see these changes start happening with your children, you just ease into it. You ask open-ended questions. You don't be so quick to react to shut them down, but you yeah. say, hey, you know, I noticed you're being a little snappy today. Like, why is your brain telling you to be rude to me? You know, and you kind of break it down mm. like that and open it up. Um, I think with boys, I did a panel talk um, recently uh, about this topic. And we were talking about why, why boys should know. And I say this with anything containing or pertaining to women, boys should know because they need to be allies. Mm. But if your son mm. is aware of this and that other little girl that was like me and Janelle in high, high school starts their menstrual cycle, He's able to be an ally to her and knows that this is normal. And then as he gets older and he becomes sexually active, he needs to understand that a woman's menstrual cycle is directly connected to her getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so the more that he knows about that, we're also training our boys to be what? Mm-hmm. Men that women can be safe yeah. around. So you're raising more boys that are aware and they're turning out like the men that are like, hey, you're on your period this week. What can I do to help you? And so all of that starts young. We're just learning about these things now. And I always say this, like, I can't wait to see the future generations because our parents did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. We're doing what we're supposed to do. It gets better and better every generation. And so we're raising Amen. children that are, are smarter, that are more empathetic, that um, just understand each other a lot more. And so boys should always be a part of that conversation as well because it affects them too. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandra. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
before I let you ladies go, I, I want to kind of sum it up with what, what we would say to our younger selves about this journey, about this experience. I know for me, what I would tell my younger self about embracing and preparing for my period is really just there's nothing, one, to be ashamed of. And two, this is natural, it's beautiful, it's necessary. Um, and also encourage my younger self to talk about mm-hmm. it with, with my friends, with my mother. I I very much uh, carried the burden, sounds dramatic. It was an annoyance mm-hmm. to me to be quite yeah. frank or honest, yeah. but it wasn't a burden. But it certainly was something that I didn't think you talked about. And I did feel shame around it because it was just this thing I had to survive or get through every month. Um, I would encourage my younger self to talk about that with my friends instead of hesitating because I don't want to be the weirdo who's like mm. talking about periods because that's not <laughs> a thing we talk about. Um, and it's really, it's amazing like what our bodies can do. And when you remove the the superficial, oh my God, that's gross of it all, which is so easy and so lazy, but so often what we've been told about what our bodies do it is a beautiful thing that we are able to pull off every month. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing that we can pull off every nine months. I watched a vaginal birth. Shanisha, it's interesting you brought that up. I watched one at like 28 and was like, oh my God. <laughs> but also, how do we right. do this? We yeah. are amazing. Listen. Like we are literally we are magic. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you so much appreciation for what our, our bodies can do. What would you say to your younger selves when it comes to embracing and preparing for your period? What What would you have told that that girl, Janelle? So I, I would definitely, I echo your sentiments, don't be ashamed. I would definitely tell myself to ask the right questions, ask the pertinent questions, seek out those people that are going to, you know, guide me through this. Um, continue to just have these conversations with, you know, my peers and not be afraid to like, Hey guys, we're all going through it. Let's just have a a frank conversation about it. Um, so I would, I would definitely be more vocal and, and advocate for being more vocal about it. I would speak to the emotional side of my younger self during that time. Um, I think that puberty is such an interesting and tender time for children because it's the first time they're experiencing emotion. It's the first time they're experiencing their friend, you know, betraying them or losing a boyfriend or whatever the case. And teen suicide is so high because of that, because they've never experienced this. And because they've never experienced it, they've never gotten over it. So they don't realize that it's going to keep happening. Right. And that eventually they will get stronger and stronger. And so I had a very rough, like, I want to say like 14 to 15 was like very rough for me because I was going through so many emotions due to puberty and I didn't realize that. And so when my heart got broken, when my friend, you know, kissed my boyfriend, I thought I was literally going to die. Going to die. And yeah. I think even in our community in general, we don't talk about, you know, suicide and how it's a real thing. And so I think the only thing that kept me, and I'm making light of it, but the only thing that kept me from really doing something crazy was because I was like, if I kill myself, I'm going to go to hell. I can't do that. So that, <laughs> that's like, what damn. stopped it. But Plot I was like, yeah. damn, can't, yeah. can't take that route. Um, <laughs> right, so my faith, right. my faith saved me, but uh, you know, I can laugh about it now. Right. Cry yeah. now, laugh later, however that goes. But yeah. you know, back then I think I would, I would go back and I would tell myself that all the emotions that I'm feeling are normal mm-hmm. and they're going to go away and I will be better. And in five, 10 mm-hmm. years, I won't even care about what's his name. Cause I really can't remember his name. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that would be the thing that I would go back. Um, 
because the period, like we said before, the menstrual cycle is just a part of puberty. And there's so many other factors that Mm -hmm. pertains to our periods that we don't discuss. Wow. Wow. You guys, I have never had so much fun talking about my period and the periods (laughs) of all around me. So thank you (laughs) so much for joining me for such an informative and funny conversation. Uh, If people want to keep up with you, if they want to reach out to you, be a part of your conversations or communities, uh, where can they find you? Janelle? So I'm on all social media platforms um, at the nurse note. And I love questions. And if I don't know, I will find somebody who knows. So you can definitely reach out to me. Awesome. And Shanisha, where can people reach out to you or find you? For my moms that are listening, you can follow Black Moms Blog. It's Black Moms Blog across all social media platforms and websites. My name is Shanisha Boswell. I'm almost certain there's a spelling somewhere on your screen that you'll be able to see. And you could just type that into Instagram and it's Shanisha Boswell and all of my other platforms are linked in that bio as well. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so much. Cheers to periods. That was so much fun. Now I just want to talk about periods all the time. So if you see me out in the streets, I'm sorry in advance. I apologize. I may or may not broach a conversation about yours or my menstrual cycle. So there's that, okay? It's time to start treating our bodies a little nicer, especially during that time of the month. I love that uh, we, through that conversation, helped normalize, selfishly for me, uh, the idea that we can be all the things that we are when we're PMSing. We can get a little moody. We can get a little dramatic, a little extra. And it's okay because we're all dealing with our own versions of that. And I definitely feel better hearing that I'm not the only person who feels completely sane only about 25% of the time in any given month. So shout out to hormones. Thank you again to Janelle and Shanisha for joining me on the podcast this week. And make sure you stay tuned for more episodes every Monday. You can head over to our website, hothappymess.com. Drop us a little voice recording. It could be a review. It could be a question you have for me, for someone in the group chat, for an expert, or you could just say hi and you just might hear yourself, your lovely voice on a future episode of Hot Happy Mess. So head on over to hothappymess.com to do that. And by the way, if you're loving what you're hearing, then tell us because words of affirmation are the love language of the podcast. Okay. It keeps Hot Happy Mess going. So leave us a review. In fact, we've got one from a lovely listener right now at one Laura MX says, okay, next gen Oprah. Let's go. I received this title. Uh, She says, been rocking with Z since her local news and YouTube days. So much growth. A young Oprah in the making. We love to see it with a little heart emoji. Laura, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, Shout out to Oprah. She is the queen. And we are just trying to manifest that energy all day, every day over here at Hot Happy Mess. So I'm glad you're loving the podcast. Uh, If you listening are loving it, then I would so appreciate if you just dropped a quick review. A sentence or two is good on iTunes. It's free. It's the easiest way to support our podcast um, because we're working to grow, give you more goods. Okay. So if you want to do it, go to Apple Podcasts, type in Hot Happy Mess, scroll down, boom, write a review. If you're a real one, you'll leave five stars. Love you. Okay. Don't forget to tell a friend. Share us. Blast us. I'll stop being annoying. I'm done until next week. Um, I'll see you next week. I'll talk to you then. Hit me up on Instagram at Zuri Hall or at Hot Happy Mess in the meantime. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 